You're listening to the Fire in a Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and a cast. If you want to keep the show free and help us keep the lights on, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you have ideas for the show, we'd like to come on the show, uh, don't hesitate to drop us a line at Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. On a very spooky episode of Fire in a Hole, Richard and Jason, that's me, uh, decided to sit down and tackle one of the fundamental questions of humankind. And that is, of course, what would it be like to be named Christopher Gregoire? What would it be like to have worked 15 plus years in the EMT or paramedic field? Uh, what would be what it would be like to have tattoos down to your um, you know wrists or in your hands, have a gorgeous beard, and just be a beautiful man made up of love and laughter? Uh, so that's what we did. I think we've all wanted to answer that question. And, well, it turns out there's actually a guy named Christopher Gregoire out there, and uh, he wanted to talk to us. So that's fantastic. So we, we did whatever we could to get him and uh, successfully sat him down uh, and picked his brain for a couple of hours. Uh, Chris talks to us about uh, his absolutely uh, crazy, crazy entertaining, or I should say exciting life uh, as a paramedic. Uh, he talks to us about some of his personal struggles, and uh, he just you know spent some time with us. Uh, wondering about the world and uh, having a good time. This is a really, really good one. It is accidentally a uh, very apropos, very appropriate episode for Halloween uh, for reasons that you will discover. So um, if you want to finally answer that question, as I said, uh, well, here it is, Christopher Gregoire on Fire in a Hole. He's been snorting that red death stuff. It's been going on for like four days now. Rebuke the spirit of drugs in the name of Jesus. What's his name? I be banging. What you mean, I be banging? I be banging. What the hell kind of name is I be banging? I don't know his real name. Frederick Smith. Okay, Freddie. It's Frederick. Okay, I be banging. We're gonna bring you back from the dead. Now, I want everybody here to grab the hand of the person next to you. Come on now, we ain't got much time. And look up towards the heavens. Dear Lord, here I am again. Asking one more chance for a sinner. Please, Lord, bring back I be banging, Lord. So, hi, Chris. How are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Sort of. Thanks for having me. Chris Gregoire? Is that how they say it when Anglophones say it? Gregoire. Yeah. Do they say, hey, Chris Gregory? Oh, all the time. You get Chris Gregory? Yeah, or I get just Gregory. Uh-huh. Uh, or Christoph. Christoph. Which I hate. That's, it just sounds like foreign. Sounds like you're German. Yeah. Right? Christoph, everybody. I don't like Christoph. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. I'm my my daddy is Dolph. <laughs> and this is Dolph. I'm Christoph. <laughs> and this is So when people have family names that are first names, why don't we get to abbreviate those? Why can't could you be Chris Greg? I could. Chris Greg is cool. You think it's cool? I think it's cool. Like Chuck Billy from Testament. I guess his real name is Charles Williams. 
or something. <laughs> but everybody calls him <laughs> Chuck Billy. Really? That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chuck Billy. It, it's kind of brilliant. Unless if Billy is really is his last name, that's a, that's an unfortunate last name. I like uh, the Billy. You like the Billy? Actually, yeah. no, I don't. No. no. So Chris Gregg. Yep. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, you were talking about this roller skate jump that you did in the 90s, which got us started on 1995, <laughs> yeah. which led us to Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> which led us to the Manila, <laughs> which led us to a bunch of other things. So while I look up more cool shit that happened in 1995, tell us why you did this jump with rollerblades. Yeah. Uh, so 1995, I was like 15 years old. And um, I don't know. You're just, uh, I guess at 15, you're just stupid. And definitely. But it's nice being stupid and not being scared. So just went to the, the church with my friends, with my two buddies, Eric and Ben, and um, decided that it was time to do it. It was time to jump those stairs. So it's kind of a rite of passage, really. It was some sort of, you had to prove, something to prove. That sounds like a 15-year-old thing. Yeah. Or like, no, don't go beyond the pines. <laughs> <laughs> no one go, no one returns from there. Mm. Dude, Let's I, go. I w- it'd be nice if it was, if I thought of it in that way, but I really didn't. And uh, you know what? It mm. didn't work out. It didn't work out all so well. Was it a bad move? Yeah. Um, the second to last step, I still remember. I just... I didn't get I didn't, I didn't get enough distance. I didn't clear it, so I fell pretty hard. And I guess I should have worn a helmet. Oh, you hit your head! You didn't wear a helmet in a seventeen-step jump. Yeah, no. Jesus, mm. you weren't kidding. Sometimes gravity needs to teach fifteen-year-olds a lesson. <laughs> you think? Yeah, yeah. I, or did you did you change? <laughs> did people tell you you changed after that accident? <laughs> I don't Was remember. Was it one of those head injuries? You don't, I don't remember. remember. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> the fuck happened? Who are you? <laughs> Why am I a church? Why does, it, why does it smell like toast? <laughs> Burnt toast. <laughs> okay, so that's pretty intense. Yeah. Did you just remember that now, or is that a pretty common story that you tell? No, no, it's I haven't told that. Ten well, years. Yeah, I don't know, Richard. You ever ever do anything stupid like that? No, I've always been pretty sensible. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you're like the, nah, are you that guy? Yeah. Oh, maybe it's a couple times. I took my bike down uh, what they called the Dead Man's Cliff, which is like really... <laughs> <laughs> what you called the Dead Man's Cliff. No one else called no, it that. Someone, no, they called it a Dead Man's really? Cliff. Really? It was, but it was, it was, that was a bit dramatic. You yeah. Know? I wouldn't say it was a cliff. It was just like, it was a steep drop off uh-huh. in a park. It was the uh, Wounded Man's park. Pass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That that didn't go so well either. Although I made it down. Yeah. Yeah. You always make it down. Yeah. Oh, you always make it down. <laughs> no, I, ma- I made it down. And I was still rolling on the on the bike. That's oh, a good point. Yeah. yeah. You definitely make it down no matter what. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's deep. That's kind of a deep point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm I'm having trouble remembering any kind of crazy thing that's happened or like jump accidents happened. Like I almost killed myself a few years ago by by complete accident at a at a water park. Okay. That was not you. I don't know if you've been to a water park, any like in the last ten years. I don't nope. know if this is okay. They don't have adults there anymore in terms of the, the staff. They they're fully they're full fledged fucking sweatshops. I'm telling you, you just don't notice because there's so many kids running around. Yeah, 
you don't notice that the the staff of the fucking water park are kids. The the people making the hot dogs are kids. The people punching your ticket on your way in are kids. Like it's run by children. It sounds like a great job. As I'm sure a child. I'm sure it is, but there's no one there to supervise dick like it's <laughs> super unsafe they're all just 12 years old yeah there's a bunch of like 12 year olds and like a skinny little girl will be standing next to some incredibly high risk jump thing and just kind of hand you the rope and be like hey next <laughs> good luck yeah and if you like get twisted up in the ropes and you're like hanging there like this person doesn't even have the muscle to run to get help, <laughs> let alone <laughs> actually like un- unwrap you. So I went to one of those things, you know, where you like you go up on the on the thing. There's like a, a pool of water, and then there's what is that called? There's like a rope, and you're supposed Tarzan. To, yeah, kind of a Tarzan thing. Yeah, Tarzan swing. Yeah, it's like a zip line or is it a swing? It's just a swing. Okay. It's just but the again twelve year old girl like handling the fucking proceedings and kind of giving everyone the same standard rope handle like just in the same way hmm. whether you're six four or you're five foot tall right hmm. so bunch of kids in front of me i get there she hands me the rope in the exact same way <laughs> oh no but she gives me too much rope <laughs> <laughs> right and i'm like lisa's like i don't know where lisa was but anyway and i jump and instead of it having like a smooth like like pendulum thing and then i go woohoo and splash in the water you just drop i go ka-chonk like and of course the impact makes me lose my grip and i just go down like a torpedo and i miss the edge by like an inch and i didn't even realize it i just went and i'm like underwater i surface dead quiet there's like a hundred people around everyone's like waiting to see if i made it or not and i just everyone starts cheering it was like it was like a movie everyone's like yeah he's alive (laughs) and i'm like why is everyone so worried and i turn around and i realize that the ledge that i missed by an inch concrete solid concrete not even a goddamn mat like a gym mat over it or anything oh man i'm like how is somebody not dead yet seriously unless i maybe suck at the it's like billy madison pretty much yeah those the competitions Mm-hmm. It's uh, unfortunate when you see that some people who don't realize that they can't carry their own weight, uh-huh. and then they they swing and then they they just fall direct directly directly down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could have, but I was I just I wasn't aware that it was gonna go chunk like literally like somebody like a car pulling the fucking thing out of my hand, right? And it's made of metal too because that's uh-huh. a great material to make the, the rope rope hand. Yeah, because you have the rope the and you have the crossbar. Oh. Oh, okay. It's made of like shitty metal, which is not slippery at all when it's wet. <laughs> no, at all. At all. I think that's a Bon Jovi album, incidentally. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's the kind of death-defying stuff I've tried, but I was definitely not the Dead Man's Pass kind of guy. <laughs> Cliff. Cliff? Oh, excuse Cliff, me. Right. TM. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, tattoos. When did that happen? Because you, you're 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 tatted up pretty uh, pretty significantly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that I, later? I think it's been an ongoing. It, not I think it's been an ongoing thing for the past uh, like 15, 15 years. So since I was maybe twenty years old, nineteen twenty. Okay, so it wasn't like you went cry, you went nuts. Nope. No, 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 no. Answer. Just like a, a quarter sleeve at first. 
Um, and then half sleeve. And I told myself, if I'm 30 years old, still want tattoos, I'm going to get the full sleeve. And that's what I did when I was 30. And then got the hand tattoos. That's interesting because, like, I look in your arms right now. This looks like it was part of the same project. Or is that just... No. No, 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 no. These are all... They're all separate. So, like, the bottom half and the top half are... What is that? It's like a city. Yeah, this is... uh, On the right arm is Italy. Okay. So, there's a Cinque Terre that's right here. That's some crazy work, by the way. In the forearm, yeah. This guy is uh, Luca Lajoie. Okay. A Lajoie, no less. You know him, Richard? Are you are you related? I might be related to him there. Okay. Where does he work out of? He's got his own shop, uh, Art Rock Tattoo. Okay. He's an amazing talent. Yeah. He's should, a should prodigy. Give him a shout out. We should. We should. Yeah. Luca. So he's got his own his own place. Yep. Where is it? So now he's uh, he's in Ashlaga in uh, Montreal. That's yep. actually a good place to go for uh, to find art. Initially, though, he was um, when I first. Uh, when we first met, he was tattooing out of his parents' basement and then moved on in uh, Repentigny. Yeah, okay. Which is not a great place to go in general. Any place half hour out of the city is not generally a good place unless it's like a cottage situation. Even then, you want to come back in. I think I'd want to be a little further than half an hour. That it's, Yeah. That's it. That the half an hour to half an hour. hour away, like the, the, you get the feeling they don't have a choice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they would kind of probably still work here, <laughs> right? But they had to buy out there because the housing situation is always shit on an island. Right. If they wanted to go full country, they would have gone further away. Pretty much, mm. yeah. Yeah, and then, like, unless you came from that country, like, if you were born in Montreal and raised, like, why the fuck would you move out to, like, I don't know, Blainville or where it is, where the fuck that is, <laughs> exactly. or, like, Il By choice, yeah. yeah. I did that. You did? Okay, why? Because of a girl? No. Because you wanted to do something different? No. This was after the head injury? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay, we're just going to file all your weird deci- life decisions under that <laughs> crazy stunt. No, that's all we could afford. Oh, okay. You Let's know, see, okay, we, economics. Uh, okay, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, economics. That's fine. But So we bought a, we bought a, a, a three-plex down there, and uh, we hated it. We hated it so far. Yeah, there's just nothing. Even just Longueuil. Boisbriand is Boisbriand. Dead zone. We moved back after nine months. Yeah, I mean, some people, for some people, that's the life, you know? Uh, I know people who just, like, they love it. They they get the fuck out. They have the little bike ride or a little 20-minute car ride into the city. And the second uh, they punch out on Friday, it's like they don't exist. <laughs> they just they drop off the grid. They're playing guitar or whatever the fuck they're doing in their basement, mowing the lawn. And I guess if you get enough of them in an area, they visit each other. I guess that's what happens, the suburban. At the strand. Yeah. The, the, right? I, uh, but I'm at that stage of my life now where, like, everyone my age with the kids and everything is deciding to go up or down, right? Either you go to Laval or you go to the South Shore or wherever it is that you move, the, like, uh, past the South Shore, right? Into one of those residential cemeteries, as I call them. And I can't do it. The traffic. I can't do it. I don't even want to get a car. I mean, we have a car, but I don't even want to drive it. Yeah, it's the same thing for me. I mean, uh, we uh, we used to have two cars, and now we're down to one, and we barely use it. Right. Almost by choice, right? Yep. 
It's just a pain in the ass. It is a pain in the ass. I like taking the metro. Big fan. Yeah, I mean, if you got to grab your kids and get them out to some indoor playground or uh, you want to go to a theme park or park safari, whatever the fuck, right? You want to just get out of town, go camping. Great. Pack up the car, get out. But for every other kind of activity with a car in the city, it's just like, why? Why? Someone's going to end up not being able to drink. You're going to get stuck in traffic. There's going to be construction. Always. And who built this city, right, Richard? Who built this city? <laughs> who built this city? <laughs> so, okay. So why the city of Italy? What's the connection there? So uh, Italy is where, uh, is where my wife is from. Yes. And uh, we've been there many times. Okay. Many a times. And um, I love Italy. I love it. I would love to live there. If it weren't for the uh, economics. For stuff. the Italians. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. If it were for the, the economics, right. So the economics suck. Oh, my God. Nobody works. Oh, I really? don't know how they're able to uh, to actually live. It's like Greece a little bit, right? Like yeah, very much. Nobody does a fucking thing. No. And they're like they're never working. They're What are you doing today? Meh, not yeah. much. I'm at the bar. Yeah, they're lazy. Or by our standards, anyway, they have a very slow kind of slothy way of life i had a i had a, a client of mine who um she her job is to organize these giant expos for like um transportation yep so they're supposed to have like you know massive expo all the developed countries send their people they show off their trains they show off all their weird innovations for public transit and she had to get there to italy and ha- have like the locals like help her set up stuff and it took like I think she had to like not sleep the entire time she was there because they just don't care about safety regulations. Like there's no such thing. Like, ah, oh, we're just gonna I'm just gonna pretend they saw yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna hoist the thing up and then put it, put it <laughs> over there and whatever. And she's like, That thing's not rated for this 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 building's not rated for seven hundred pounds suspension, blah blah blah, right? And they're like, Ah, oh, it's it's so adorable. They're a woman, a woman and telling us <laughs> right like she they don't, they don't take a fucking thing she says seriously because she's a woman. Oh, look at the woman, a woman a little ah bella 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 the whole thing. Oh, so cute. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> You're like, no I'm not cute. I'm telling you if you suspend that giant rig of screens, it's going to crash and kill fifty people during this like ah no problem no problem okay we we do it different like there's no this building we can't do it in this building it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine and they <laughs> they fall people they find workers asleep behind the like like as they're supposed to be setting up yeah they'll just lie down and sleep oh it's time to relax but not hide though no they're not like trying to sneak in and that <laughs> like i'm a little tired <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a nap. I've thought too much about this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a beautiful place, but you wonder how it ever was built, <laughs> because apparently it's so nice that nobody wants to do anything. So uh, We're probably generalizing. <laughs> Actually, no, no, not all that much. No, no, it's not by experience. What is it then? I mean, clearly this is the one of the 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 the, the cradles of art and and innovation at some point right in a renaissance and all that the fuck happened to these people <laughs> is it the carbs <laughs> too many carbs? The carbs they don't actually eat that much pasta they're they're all skinny 
Really? Yeah. Okay. They're not they're not fat like we are here. Maybe I'm thinking of North American Italians, that's why. <laughs> you are from New Jersey. It's you know, you're right, because if you ever go to a store that has it, uh, Italian clothes or like European fashions, their extra large is like our small weight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I got that right. right. Yeah. You got it. They're like, yeah, extra, extra large. This should be fine. And I'm like, can't get into the pants. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> they have on? tiny feet too. They have tiny feet. Tiny feet. Okay. I wear size 11 and uh, impossible to find shoes there. Like they thought you were like a basketball player or something. I don't know. Were you towering over people or? No. No, not really. No, 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 no. No, okay. no, no, no. They're about our size. But they're petite. They are petite. Uh-huh. They eat well. Do they? Yep. Okay. They eat very well. They eat. Small portions. They clearly get their beauty sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. It Maybe that's what it is. So when you burn my, your fat. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. My wife's cousin, uh, they're four generations in the same house. Oh, yeah. So that's a lot of people. That's a shit ton of people. And nobody works. There's one person in the entire house that works. And does makes a lot of money? No, 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 no. She actually works part-time. She's a teacher how do they live yeah like it's an old house and everything is paid for they have a farm but the a peach farm actually but they don't sell the peaches anymore they haven't sold peaches for the past three years so they got a few chickens to be honest it's still a mystery to us <laughs> they just eat peaches all day maybe yeah. maybe maybe they have a secret treasure trove you know and like they they take out a look at the adams family mm. <laughs> And every once in a while, they go get a little little piece gold of it, bullion. little gold bullion, little <laughs> little snuff box made from ivory and platinum, and they sell it off. And another another twenty years <laughs> goes by. <laughs> that's uh, that's fascinating. I mean, there's something to it though, the self sufficiency of having actual land that yields yeah. uh, for more than a month, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And uh, I'm guessing winters must be relatively mild. Well, they live in the mountains, so uh, yeah, I mean, relative to us, absolutely. Uh, it gets, you know, the snow doesn't really, really stay. Um, zero degrees is okay. is pretty much as cold as it'll get. Stay indoors at zero degrees? Yeah. Okay, so we're laughing. Yeah, very we, much so. Uh-huh. And they have a huge mountain. It's called uh, Grand Sasso. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I told I warned you about this. But should I have an irrational thing with anything Italian? Italian? It makes us laugh. Gran Sasso. <laughs> Especially new, when you say it with like the Super Mario, with the fake Ma- yeah. Mario, the stereotypical Bobby Bobby Gran Sasso. Gran Sasso. It's me, Gran Sasso. Did you see my Gran Sasso? <laughs> so. Clearly, you love this place, but enough to get it, like, inked on your arm. Like, how, how come? In general, I, I, I love traveling. I haven't traveled all that much, but um, I promised myself that I guess the tattoos that I'm going to get for the rest of my life are going to be travel-related. Okay, that's cool. So you're like Bugs Bunny's suitcase. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with, the st- with the stickers? That's right. The stickers all over the suitcase. Did you have, a, at some point, a baseball? He just threw it really hard and it came back. It went around the world and it had like stickers from everywhere. Really? Yeah, I think so. That sounds about right. I might have hit my head. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but uh, I get it. I mean, that that's meaningful. Yeah. That's more thought, I think, than most people put into their tattoos. I mean, I have the other tattoos where no thought goes into it mm-hmm. as well. I have my share of those. Right. Like the skulls. Okay, skulls. That's pretty classic. Yeah. Koi fish. 
I do not have koi fish. Thank God. Okay. I have a mermaid. All right. Like you had done it in an old school like fashion? No, no. Done in a little mermaid kind of way. Okay. So no boobs. Like. I'll be honest. I forget a lot because I don't see her. And you hit your head. I understand. I understand. Oh, see, she's all right. Because mermaids and there's, oh, there's even like Neptune and shit. Yeah, her father. Uh Uh-huh. And this was based on the cartoon. Is that what inspired you? Nothing really inspired me. No. I mean, it did at the time, but it means nothing to me now. It means absolutely nothing. No, it's just I used to have dreams about Ariel. Uh-huh. Like you had a crush on her or? Not sure. Not sure. Okay. Not sure. I always thought my first kid's name would be Ariel. Okay. And it wasn't. It wasn't. And it turns out I don't care. It's also anymore. like a male Jewish name, which is weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. I'm not sure how Ariel is. Yeah, we know an, yeah. we, we know an Ariel. Yeah, Ariel is a, is a really? male Jewish name, yeah. I didn't know that. Which is odd. So, not the fact that it's a male Jewish name, but rather that that would end up being a mermaid's name. I always thought mermaids were like a cool excuse to get tits tattooed onto your heart. <laughs> like, no, no, it's a mermaid. It's a, it's a, it's a yeah, yeah. mythical creature. Uh, That's it's, right. It's historical. <laughs> They're like that's the tits. Style. This is yeah, pin up tits. Yeah, and what's the other arm is somewhere this is else. This Montreal. It's Montreal. Yeah, it's the five roses. I just noticed that. Yeah. Right, let me get a shot of that. That's that's pretty badass. Okay, so obviously represent kind of the city that type of thing. Yeah, the city and the city I grew up. I'm uh, I'm extremely proud of our city. You are. Yeah, I mean. Why? Why? I'm not saying there's no reason to be. I'm just wondering what. Other specific. than the construction, I mean, I. I've had the discussion with uh, with one of my friends, and I love going. I love being in one spot. I don't like the commuting in between. I think that's the worst part of our, uh, you know, of our city. Just the commuting. Like the commuting, yeah, and the commuting. The commute sucks. The commute sucks. And Not as bad as some cities, though. I think we've got it really good. We complain a lot, but if you go to LA or if you go to like New York or whatever, you're like Jesus Christ. New York is great. New Jersey Turnpike? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't count that as a city for me. I mean, I don't really venture out out of Montreal. Okay, not a big fan. That's crazy. I mean, it's not. And then you hear like China, where there's traffic jams that last days, and they have to chop China, China, and they have to chop her in like supplies. You've never heard of this? No. Yeah, yeah. They have these super highways, right? And sometimes they get so jammed that people are stuck in traffic for three to four days. They literally cannot leave because they can't abandon their cars because otherwise the traffic doesn't move. I saw drone footage. It's ridiculous. You saw drone footage? Yeah, where they fly over like the and just like the scale of this it's traffic jam is walking ridiculous. dead shit. Yeah, seriously. And all the cars are white because that's fashionable. Right that's now the standard color that everybody. Yeah. Jesus, can you imagine just like never ending? And then you have to literally chop her in water and food because people are dying because they're traffic jammed. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess it's not that bad in Montreal. Exactly. No, it can always get worse. No, no, we don't have it bad. I mean, I think our situation is insulting more than it's bad. I think so. It's just offensively bad. Like you're, you're, looking, you're watching this thing and you're like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. These cones have been here for six months. And I haven't seen a single construction truck or road work truck anywhere in sight. I literally know because I come here every day for the last six months, these cones have blocked off half the street and nothing's happened here. Hmm. And they're shutting down like major arteries as well. I mean, you can understand that we're going to need to suffer through this for the next like, what is it, four, 
or five years something like that yeah but it's, there's a part of you which is like we're suffering for the mistakes of the past the right? willful like, mistakes like nothing's been maintained right you know? yeah they let everything go to shit right and now uh, so the current i don't fault the current administration they're doing what they're what they need to do it's the guys in the past who just fucked us yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah i mean at some point yeah passing the buck passing the buck passing the buck and then yeah. But I mean, it's even the, the 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 quality of the work is shit. Because I'm guessing, like place like Italy and France, there's probably some aqueducts and 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 shit like that you can roll over with your truck that are have been there for like a thousand years and they still hold. Yeah, like, things don't move there. At the same time, okay, they don't get the deep freezes we get. You know, the climate is not as extreme from hot to cold, but still, hmm. y- you get the feeling that somebody fucking pulled a fast one on this city infrastructurally. It's the Italians. Apparently, half of the the, Fucking the pipes are so bad here that half of the fresh water going through the pipes gets lost. Yep, I have, I can confirm into, that into the groundwater into the ground. I know an engineer. It's actually more than that. Apparently, oh yeah, yeah. I know an engineer who works specifically on water filtration. Hmm. And somebody in California is going like, what? Yeah, they must be losing <laughs> any, any anywhere arid. Like, yeah, uh, they must be yeah, like, what the fuck. Mm-hmm. That water could sustain, like you know, the Gaza Strip for the next <laughs> century or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, classic, classic waste. There's apparently an occupation, and if I could ever find a person who does this, this would be amazing. There are divers that do just this. They dive in our sewer system to repair filtration things. They don't dive anywhere else. Mm. They're special diver uh, welders. So you're a welder diver. Yeah, underground in the dark. Yeah. Must be freaky in these fun. like super super tight spaces right. that could I don't know with these weird like rotating things that cut off the water and, and the current yeah and you just gotta you're not even like swimming with the tropical fish whatever you just go straight down the shaft right in the in the pitch dark and you gotta like solder <laughs> <laughs> for like two hours in a pile of human refuse <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know if they have to swim and shit, but... I'm sure there's the occasional... uh, Poop. Yeah. Brown shark. (laughs) (laughs) Occasional brown shark that swims by. That sounds like a horrible job. Yeah. That's the name of the the documentary, Brown Shark. (laughs) (laughs) You know, documentary that someone's probably already shot. That's probably what it would be called. There's clubs that, um, that secretly go in the sewer system and take tours... Within clubs. the yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, flu, a few clubs uh, of just like ten, twenty people. Explorers, that go, yeah, explorers, yeah. and it's apparently gorgeous. Really amazing pictures come out of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen the pictures of the the guy that that did that huge series on mm-hmm. the uh, on the uh, sewers, but he said that his pictures were amazing, but that the sewers themselves were pretty fucking boring. Oh, really? Because it just goes on and on and on and on. Yeah, you could get on. lost in there. Yeah, I think it depends on the city too. Right. Like New York's got apparently a lot of stuff down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got like people living down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mole people. Yeah. Yep. But uh, Montreal's pretty fucking old, too. We, we don't we don't realize it, but it's been here for, for, it's one of the first cities built. Yep. Everything on the East Coast, actually, mm-hmm. is the oldest stuff in North America by yeah, default. Yeah, I just don't think we have that much underground. Oh, we do. Do we? Yeah, we have rivers that go from the East End to uh, Côte St. Luke. Underground? Underground. Wow. And they built over it. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy. no, there's some funky shit going on there. I mean, we have a subway system, which I always find really disconcerting because mm-hmm. there's an island 
Like, there's only so deep you can go, I thought. Don't you pop out the other end at some point? I think so. Pop out the other end, like, underneath the island? Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's how it works. Or, no? Or how water yeah. goes in. Like, water doesn't come back in at some point. What, are you thinking, like, the island's, like, like empty underneath? Well, like, like, we're floating? It, no, but, I mean, it's got to be attached to something. Uh-huh. But is it just, like, a straight-up, like, a mountain? Is it, like, a little mushroom? No, I, I think it just kind of goes mostly straight down. It's like connected to the. Okay, so it's just like a valley around us that's yeah. flooded. Yeah. Okay, I'm really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm wrong. I mean, I I'm not Italian wrong. stupid, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be recording an apology to the people of Italy after this. Exactly. <laughs> because I've. Read... I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> My my regret is as long as the spaghetti. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. I don't know why we we went off on this. But I'm really sorry. But okay. So speaking of shit jobs, or rather not shit jobs, but shit crazy jobs that nobody knows about, but is constantly fi- uh, fictionalized in movies. Um, you're an EMT. Mm-hmm. Now is is this something you even want to talk about, or is it a pain in your ass? Nice no. Thank you. No, 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 I don't, I don't mind uh, talking yeah. about it. I actually like talking about it. I'm we proud. like busting myths here. And not busting myths, but sort of, <laughs> that's the wrong show. Sorry. <laughs> I might, did hit, hit my head. <laughs> uh, no, but we do like to kind of get, back when we had a, a, a mission statement, <laughs> back <laughs> in the early days of the first season when we actually still had a goal as opposed to just uh, talking. Um, yeah, we kind of like to take stuff like that that's just like in pop culture um, and literally, apart from bringing out the dead with Nicolas Cage, like I think that's it. I still feel like there's another '80s movie, but n- nobody saw it. But then, anyway, the point is, it's not as uh, cliche. Like, okay, we've got the hospital shows where occasionally they'll have like a supporting character. It's usually a cute guy <laughs> that's an EMT. Yeah, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> so EMT, a paramedic. Do you yeah. prefer EMT or paramedic? I don't really care. You don't? Um, if you call a paramedic and EMT, will be like, I'm a fucking paramedic. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, is that happening? I mean, that? That, that generally, that's what happens. I don't... I mean, for me, it's just words. How about little doctors? Like L-I-L? No. No? No, I'm not a little doctor. But I you, mean, I'm little, but <laughs> I'm not a... No, I'm not... I don't have that those that knowledge. Really? Yeah. Is, is it? Because, I mean... If it's just L-I-L apostrophe, it's... Oh... Yeah, you know what? That I could do that maybe. Here's the thing that's always bothering me. Little doctor, and then you can you can. <laughs> little doc, little little ducky, little dog Greg. No, little dog little doc Chris, Chris Greg. Greg. <laughs> that's our title. Yeah. Little dog Chris Greg. Um, I think our title is Grand Sasso. Is it? <laughs> Grand Sasso. Um, wouldn't you send if it comes to emergencies and people being violently sick or gunshots or accidents? Wouldn't you want to send the actu- actual doctors, like the best people, to to potentially rescue those people? That's you guys. Yeah, we're not the best people, though. Those people cost a lot of money. So, like, I don't understand. Like, you guys are clearly skilled. Okay, you know what? Look- you guys are best at, like, s- like keeping someone stable and transporting them. Yeah, so, so basically what we do, our role is to, once we get on a, whether it's a car accident or somebody that's in cardiac arrest, whatever it may be. We get there and we stabilize the, pa- the, pa- the patient and we treat them. Once they're stable and 
we're treating them, then we transport them to the hospital. You know, about 25, 30 years ago, it used to be load and go is what we call. Load and go? Yeah, load and go, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's you take the patient, put a blanket on him. Whatever whatever situation he's in. Doesn't matter. And you're just, you're out. Tag, bag, drop, gone. Yep. Okay. So we don't do that anymore because we have some, uh, you know, we have... The, the 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 professions evolved quite a bit in the past uh, past fifteen twenty years, where uh, we can now treat patients. We have that knowledge. We have the, that education. Uh, the technology, I guess, is better too, right? Like you can have like a yeah transportable medical yep. station. Yep. Every time you look inside an ambulance, it looks like fucking high tech. Looks really cool in there. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're we're getting there. We're not, uh, you know, we're about. 10, 15 years behind the other provinces and the rest of the sure, United sure. States, like everything else in Quebec. Uh-huh. But, uh, I mean, we're, we're there. We're there. We're taking care of patients now. But I'm just, I'm like, whenever you watch, like, uh, I don't know, like the Godfather, right? And they load up the Godfather in the ambulance after he's been shot. You're, it's like one of those Ghostbuster cars. Oh, yeah. Those long fucking hearse, hearses. Yep. Uh, and then... The two EMTs or whatever, the two guys loading up the person, look like milkmen. Like they have, there's no gear, no. there's nothing. They nothing. put a, they put like a, like a nice blanket on him and a pillow, and they just kind of look at each other, and then it goes to the hospital, right? So there's something funny about that. So, you know, I still work with. I mean, they're they're leaving, and they're you know most of them are are, are gone at this point. But you know the uh, the old timers, the ones that 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 were there in the beginning in the 70s, and the companies. The ambulance companies were actually owned uh, by the morgue. Makes sense. Yep. And Conflict they would, of interest, though, but... <laughs> definitely. And uh, they, they, were, they were getting a lot more money for the morgue than they were for transporting someone at the hospital. So it's not... It, you know, it's, it wasn't uncommon for, for the, uh, the ambulance drivers at the time or the morgue drivers... Uh, the hearse drivers uh-huh. to you know take a detour and wait for the patient to uh, to die. Holy shit! Whoa. I was about yeah, to make yeah, that yeah. exaggeration, and I'm no, like, no, 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 no. That was real. An extra lap or two? Oh, a couple. Yeah, a lot more actually. But yeah, definitely. Yep. No one can see this, but I'm having trouble closing my mouth right yeah. now. Yeah. Wow. That's mm. crazy. That We're, is so fucked. That's up. in the '70s, so. No <coughs> that's not that long ago. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. But we're not there anymore. That's super twisted. Mm-hmm. Well, do you know what the origin of the ambulance is? Because I'm like the f- the the furthest back I've heard the word ambulance used is like in the Civil War, and generally it meant a cart with a surgeon in it that was for obviously like the officers <laughs> and like fuck the <laughs> regular guy. I wouldn't even know about that actually yeah, like fetch my ambulance yeah, that makes sense and it used to be just like a cart with like the we'd have to look up what what that actually is but i i feel like that's probably i mean the chinese probably invented it first and we didn't realize how this worked for many many hundreds of years but yep whew, man that's super grim and also a great idea for a movie hmm. yeah michael treader if you're listening fuck you you're not stealing that idea <laughs> um that's a great horror film yeah and but it happened for real, so that's really great. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely, dark, man. Isn't that dark? That's it's the darkest dark. shit ever. Right. Is it? Yeah, it think really about that. Is. I mean, today when an ambulance runs out of gas or 
the dispatch didn't do something and somebody died in the way. It's like a huge story. It is. Huh? Really, and this was just like standard. And this is back, no social media, no media period. A lot of people probably slipping through the cracks of society, like, you know, and yep. disappearing and no one knowing anything about it. Mm. And like you get an extra C note for going around the hospital. <sighs> Jesus, Oof. it's so dark. I'm desensitized by all this. So this is a sequel to Bringing Out the Dead. Uh, never Prequel. bringing in the living. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring in the living. Something like that. So, okay, wait. So, how did you even end up being an EMT? Like, you wanted to be a doctor, I'm guessing? Or you studied medicine? Oh, I would have loved to be a doctor since I was 13 or 14 years old. Yeah. I was reading... Before the head injury. Yes. I'm just going to keep doing that the whole (laughs) podcast. And then then the head injury happened... Um, no, but I, I used to have surgical books. That's Those are the books that I used to read when I was a teen. Okay, you were which, into that shit. Yep. Like how to do specific surgeries, uh-huh. just theoretically. Okay. And um, In a non-creepy way, of course. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because that could go either way. Yeah. Um, and it uh, turns out I'm not that smart. So not smart enough uh, to, uh, to be a doctor. I definitely wasn't hardworking enough to be a doctor or disciplined enough to be a doctor. So um, did the usual thing, went to college and had fun, had fun. Um, and when I was 20 years old, I uh, got a job at the call center. Okay. Of... Uh, yeah, no, not 911, uh, of Urgence Santé, the ambulance uh, the dispatch. Service. Okay. Yep. And uh, did that for six years. So you were just like, the, how can I help you? Well, so so typically this is what happens. So we'd be the ones answering that, like 911 transfers the call to us. Um, and when somebody needs a, an ambulance and we'd, uh, we'd answer and obviously take their coordinates. That's pre-GPS. And... Um, and we tell them what to do until the ambulance gets there. So if somebody's in cardiac arrest, we tell them Put how to. Press. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That'll fix you right up. You know, uh, if somebody's bleeding by the forehead or something, Probably take a rope and just tie it around your neck to cut off the circulation. Yeah. Yeah. Protect the blood that's in your brain. Exactly. Mm. And, you know, if you have to pass out, it's probably best. Yeah, that's good advice. Yep. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> when people are suicidal, uh-huh. you get to talk to them and stall them until the paramedics or the cops, if if you know, if they're violent at all. The nonchalant way you just said that is really chilly. <laughs> is it? How old were you at this point? I was yeah, I did that from twenty to twenty six years old. Okay, that sounds Still way too young to be dealing with that kind of reality out of the gate. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> right? Probably. Most people are like, at 20, are like, I'll live forever. <laughs> you know, that's where you go to raves, do all the drugs. Jump downstairs. Jumps down 17 stairs. I was yeah. still doing that, yeah, I guess. And now you're just getting like the absolute bleakest <laughs> fucking uh, humanity ever, right? Yeah. Okay, quickly. What do you... So, like, someone wants to do them do themselves in. Like, what do you... You have a, like a book. If someone yeah, wants so to commit suicide, you have like a 
try this and then if that doesn't work try this or, <laughs> no what, what just do do? common sense just converse with them just keep them talking yeah okay keep them talking keep them on the line okay so what do you do where you been because there's got to be like yeah, sensitive like, topics right? abso- well yeah so you seeing anyone no <laughs> oh, i'm kidding i'm kidding i meant i meant uh have you seen the canadian game uh, like, yeah what do you how can you what do you talk about? Yeah, well, what do you talk, what do you talk about? about? That's a gr- that's a great question. Um, you know, it's not uncommon for 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 you to have them on the line for 20, 25, 30 minutes uh-huh. until uh, until the ambulance gets there and sometimes you you talk about what they're going through, why they're feeling like that and yeah, it gets a little redundant. A little hostage negotiation time. <laughs> to be clear, we're not laughing at suicide. Just like to be clear. No, it's serious, but I mean, you got to it's kind of like it's you're It's so surreal that that's a job but you know it exists but that's a job you know just like you gotta imagine going back quickly to the sewer thing at some point or probably periodically the major arteries of the city like like sewage arteries must get clogged yep with diapers and god knows what else and somebody's job is to go down there yeah and to like de de clog that right Bon appétit, everybody. <laughs> Take one for the team. Take one for the team. That's like, <laughs> if that if you don't collect some sort of karma every time you have to do that. So you know someone does this, but the true horror of it only hits you once you actually meet somebody that does this, right? Yeah, so I think so. Up. Yeah, we up. have a pretty dark humor at work. Uh, how else uh, do you survive? You like, like, to, yeah. That's the only way to compensate, I think. Yeah, you hear doctors. Uh, you when you hear doctors, like they have to be kind of weird and and jokey. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise, like you're done in a week. Yeah, you got to be. Um, it takes a special breed of uh, a person, special special type of person to be able to do this. I remember my um, when we were when we were doing our training and and um, during during our training we would go up to the call center and listen on calls and i remember uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, emds emergency medical dispatchers was uh, was on a call and telling the person how to do uh, cpr until the ambulance got there and you know it's only normal for us to be super impressed you know somebody's dying and telling them what to do it's like the worst call you could get the outside looking in and this girl you know, she's reading a magazine very nonchalantly. Like the dispatcher? Yep. She's like doing her nails while saving someone's Pretty life. Pretty much. I mean, I, I've uh, had the, I've seen some people wax their, their inner thigh while taking a call. I mean, we've done some weird shit. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Like macrame. Oh, yeah. That's very common. Building a bottle ship. <laughs> <laughs> With the little magnifying glass, you're like, yeah, what you want to do is you want to take the knife out of the child's hand. Yeah. 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 Compression. Compression, yeah. And, yeah, listen, you have a lot to live for, really. You shouldn't do it. Life so. is important. I'm going to ask you to take a step back from the ledge. How's that? Can you hang on a second? The sails bending. I'm sorry. This is a bitch. <laughs> just like going there. But, I mean, I guess that's just a life, man. I mean, day after day. There's no, like... Oh, today was a good day. If you're a dispatcher, it's misery and death and yeah, horror. Yeah, people every don't day. call you because things are going fine. Yeah, it's not actually possible 
to get anybody calling you other than oops sorry my kid dialed the number well, you can be prosecuted for that if you call 911 and we're just like you hey, think so but no doing? it's pretty hard you probably don't have time to we have those anymore. people that the, the the people that call like three four five times a day because they're lonely <sighs> i think they're psychiatric okay not uh-huh. i think they are like they're off the like meds, three four hundred times a year that they call um what do they say are they saying like, oh, the CIA is in my events? And no, like that, actually, or? no, no. They have difficulty breathing, and <laughs> we have those. We're laughing at people with mental illness. <laughs> and, uh, We're shitting on Italians today. <laughs> so you guys can do that job. You, you, you've already your humor has changed. We're just in yeah. a weird mood, man. Yeah. We're just in a weird mood. That's. <laughs> Well, that's easy to remember. Oh one one eight nine 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 eight eight one nine 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 one one nine seven two five three. EMT stories part two. Yeah. So dispatch for a while. Yeah, dispatch for uh, for five six years. Yep. Okay, and I love that. And you you had the mind for it, I guess, so you weren't like traumatized by all the stuff. Oh God, no. No, 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 I loved it. In my head, uh, that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Uh, I initially wanted to be, like, you know, I, I started Urgent Santé, and I thought that I was going to be a paramedic, and this was just, like, a transition for me, uh, being at the call center. And it turns out that I loved it. Okay. I uh, I didn't want to leave. It was, uh, it was a sad day when I left. Um, but, you know, I, I figured that I would have probably regretted never have tried uh to be a paramedic and uh so i went i dove for it i went um and i don't regret my decision at all but i love the call center yeah yeah why just just a vibe or yeah i mean uh, it was my family it was my first real adult job okay um but uh i love the work itself it's it's weird because your mind it's a hard job it's harder than being a paramedic it's harder than being a paramedic psychologically yep yep Uh, and the reason behind that is and like if you take time to think about it it makes sense so basically how it works is you know you you call and you try to help them but to be able to help them really like to be effective in the way that you're helping them yet you, you have to imagine what's going on for real you really have to picture it and then you could okay take him off the bed and put him on the floor and now you do the chest compressions right and the 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 best emt emds uh best dispatchers are the ones that could picture them the best but you know your brain always assumes that the worst is happening the word like even if it's not the case I could cut my hand but you're imagining like the hand is off show yeah yeah well yeah you know typically like we we kind of understood that cutting the hand is probably like the tip of the finger and you know might be missing a chunk of the finger off right. but that's not the end of the world okay but i'll give you a good example i mean uh one of my colleagues he had a he had a call in the old port and the circus was there and it's like, oh, my baby, my baby's having a hard time breathing. My baby's having a hard time breathing. The paramedics get there, and it's a bear. 
It's a fucking bear that's having a hard time breathing. A bear. A bear. That's what they meant by my baby. Yep. A fucking bear. It was it was the bear master. I don't know what they're called. The trainer. I'm gonna call uh, let's call them bear masters. I like that idea. Bear he was master. so just he was in such distress that he just I'm just his bear hmm. baby. But like if somebody says their baby, it could be their actual literal baby. It could be their sweetheart. Absolutely. And it could be their fucking bear. Yeah, it could be their fucking bear. <laughs> I think they use that bit in the Spider-Man. Like, My baby! And he like swings into the burning building and it's a fucking like poodle or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, really, like it happened a lot where my baby turns out into the dog got hit by a car. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah, and we just never find out. Can you uh, administer CPR to a bear? Is that possible? <laughs> I mean, it, I'm just picturing somebody you have chest compressions. You have to yeah. jump on the bear. <laughs> it's true. So you never find out after the fact what the baby was. No, I mean, right? when, when by it's... By that time, they're off the line. Yeah. And no one gives you the feedback to say, oh, no, the baby was a fucking bear. Well, when it's a bear, I mean, you'll hear back from the paramedics because they'll call back. Bear. You're like, why the fuck are you sending me on a bear call? <laughs> Dude comes back. His clothes are all shredded. <laughs> the fuck happened? You'll never believe what happened on this call. He's a goddamn bear. <laughs> <laughs> or there's another one where, where it, it, you know, it, my, my, my boyfriend uh is having a heart attack and then all of a sudden he goes into cardiac arrest and the param and so you know uh, it wasn't me that got that call but uh we're telling them how to do cpr and paramedics get there and the girl is doing cpr to a plant oh my a fucking God. plant what? are you kidding me? yeah no no i'm not kidding but it, it makes no sense they're administering cpr to like a geranium yeah i don't Jesus know what kind Christ. of plant it was but yeah that's so bizarre just like yeah. mental illness yeah, yeah. absolutely and you yeah, can that's a factor right mm-hmm. you're not allowed to go like to when you say baby ma'am do you mean a a human <laughs> well you B, would never assume you would right. never assume you just that gotta, it's nothing else than a human you just gotta send the, the guys absolutely right Okay. Can't be like, what does your baby look like? No, it's that's like not part of the questionnaire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is it an act? My baby's green. Oh shit! Send three units. It's big and furry, big claws and teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that's so bizarre. Yeah, so yeah. you get a lot of those calls, and so. that's what keeps you going—the funny ones. Well, the only other um, paramedic I ever met in my life was like something like ten years ago at a party, mm-hmm. and uh, he was from Vancouver. He was just like moonlighting. He was hanging out here. And I just had time to ask him for one crazy story. I'm like, yeah. all right, what's the craziest shit? And I was expecting murder, triple homicide, everybody's ODing, some kind of super dramatic movie thing. And he's like, no, no. His craziest story was a massive, like an 18-wheeler full of pigs, like dead pigs. Like, oh. You know, when they're like wrapped? Yeah. And it uh, it took a dive, like it flipped yeah. in the middle of the city. <laughs> and there were like 300 pigs. <laughs> In every direction, <laughs> in the downtown area, I just love like it. pigs, 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 everywhere. everywhere. And then the cops, and like five ambulances and paramedics just running and trying to pick up pigs, <laughs> <laughs> like without the head. It's just like the yeah. the, the, the middle, and it's just it, it was like it was the most surreal thing you've ever seen I in your it. life. Entire emergency service just picking up pigs. I'm jealous. <laughs> My cousin uh, worked for a funeral home. And you need an ambulance. How about funeral? Yes. Funeral home. Funeral home. Okay, yeah. real one. They're separate now. Going around. Yeah. And uh, my uncle was like the guy who would be like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Oh, that was you like know, all day, day, every day? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that thing. And then like 
his sons worked for like while they were in school they worked at the funeral home it used it was, to be a family trade yeah yeah so at one point somebody got hit by a train or jumped in front of a train yep. i'm not too sure and like they're just like completely messed up in the grill but there's like a like a missing like the ground beef in the in the grill of the front of the train but the head is missing. The mm-hmm. head just like popped off. They tend yep. to do the heads tend so to do that. So there's like apparently. a search. That, like he was telling me about being like part of the search party to look for the head in the forest. Yeah, I've done that. You've done that. You've looked yeah. for heads. Yeah, all kinds of body parts. Well, in the metro, do oh, that yeah. a lot. Yeah, we're the ones that go under and just grab everything you can, all the chunks of meat. Oh yeah, what's the deal with people jumping in front of a subway car? I mean, um, it's kind of... And during rush hour. Oh, it's it has to be rush hour. hour for some reason. Always rush hour. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're the ones that have that, I guess, the bad job. The bad part of the job, I guess, is exactly that, to go under the metro and pick up the body parts because they're usually dead. Well, you'd be super happy if it was the 70s. But you certainly, yeah. So, like yeah. at this point, you're kind of hoping that they're dead. You get right? ma- make more money. Yeah, yeah, totally. Payday, <laughs> cha-ching. Isn't that kind of? Is that a? Th- I imagine like you kind of want the person to be dead because yep, the other alternatives are horrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I've done one where the person wasn't clinically dead. Okay. She was dead, but. She wasn't Jesus clinically Christ. dead. It's kind of like still shaking and. No, I mean she still had a heartbeat. Uh, she still had a heartbeat. She had been but, creamed by like a metro. But her head was was pretty much severed. It was just hanging by the skin. I mean, we've accidentally picked the best time to talk about this. It's like a Halloween episode. I love <laughs> it. It's true. It is. <laughs> but this is the darkest shit ever. Yeah. Oh my god. Or so the jumpers. Comes, does it, this episode comes out on Halloween. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. 31st is a Monday. Monday. Right? Yeah. So uh, a real spooky one, guys. For Happy Halloween, Happy everybody. Halloween. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Or the jumpers off the bridge. <sighs> oh yeah? Yeah. Whole bunch of those, eh? Yeah. Well, I've had two. two I've jumpers. only had two. Yeah. I've always wondered about that. The, the the bridge it doesn't seem like a, a surefire way of getting it the job done because there's water or is it the the height just makes it instant death oh the water they die okay. they're 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 dead they're at they, that velocity oh yeah yeah absolutely no no the ones that i've had is they land on the road and survive oh, okay uh i've never had one that survived okay. no so wow it's like a bag of bones do you remember the first time yep was it a jumper was it a yeah, 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 it was a jumper. It was a, uh, it was a girl, and uh, I mean, we don't really know too much about the circumstances, sure. right? Because nobody's there to tell us. It doesn't even matter, right? No, There's I mean, she jumped. I, I, this doesn't happen anymore because they put the anti-suicide bars on the on the bridge. It Did was, they work? it was, well, yeah, because we don't really get them anymore. Okay. Uh, I mean, they still commit suicide just somewhere else. The bridge, at least, has been like. Yep, Jacques-Cartier Bridge uh, has been uh, has been jump-free, I guess. But yeah, no. Um, I remember the girl. She was like 30, 35 years old, and uh, we were the first to get there. The only to get th- the only people to get there. The only ambulance, and yeah, it was a little weird just picking up. You know, like trying to move the head a little, and but it's not really. It's just retained by 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 skin. So like everything is broken. Yeah, yeah. Everything is broken. And for me personally, it's just meat. 
that's kind of how I view it. You know I what? Know okay, so I want to ask you this. Did they make you take any kind of personality test or, or psychological test? I oh, mean, God, no. no when no, you no. first uh, started doing this? No. Nope. Because it seems to me that, like, there's a very... There are some people that can just do this job and there's people that can't. You must have seen all sorts of people wash out of this. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because they couldn't look at it as anything else than a dead person. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's one of those things that you're you're kind of told by the people that have more experience than you if you don't need to see it don't look at it right. and when you start off you're like fuck i want to see everything i want to see the guy with no head uh, the body with no head i want to see the guy that got hit by a train or the, the metro or got his head blown off and you know what you kind of understand after a couple of years or i mean you you'd think you'd understand that if you don't need to see it like if your partner's there and he's like He's got no more head. We're out. Like, there's nothing for us to do, right? Well, don't look at it. Just just don't look at it. Yeah, don't look at it because it gets stored in your brain and and you don't really know when it'll catch up to you. Yeah, I think I think the first time out, I would have been like, you would have picked up the body and then dropped me off at the, at the nut house. Like, I would have lost it right there. Yeah. For life. I'm not made of that stuff at all, mm-hmm. and I, I'm I'm very thankful for people that are able to to do this type of job because it's it's a crazy job, man. It's a crazy fucking job. I mean, it. But you know, yeah, you're right. We we do get to see things that aren't normal. I mean, you, the first six months, uh, you see more than the average person will get to see their entire life. Yeah, but you know, in the end, a dead person is a dead person, and. I mean, there, there are calls that kind of stand out, but in the end, it kind of becomes a job like anything else, and you get used to it, and you banalize it, and, you know, it, it, you kind of downplay it, and uh, you don't, it doesn't bother you anymore. You kind of just like, this is my job. Yeah. As a matter of fact. Were you telling me about your, your brother, Mark? Were you telling me about the guy at the, uh, was it the Yangtze River? Yeah. Yeah, the, the 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 bridge where everyone goes and kills themselves. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's like, the anti-suicide guy. Yeah, yeah. My brother did a documentary on it. Really? Yeah, on 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 him. And Shout out to Mark. Yep. Yeah. What's up, Mark? And uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a great uh, it was a great piece. So he was like trying to re- rehabilitate people who who were jumping and yeah he's got this little scooter and he goes across and he he finds people who are about to jump and he talks them out of it and he's got a little place rented and he brings them and gives them a place to stay and i think uh, a little bit of uh, psychological yep treatment and stuff like that that's cool he's trying to make a difference you think the government would do something to subsidize that but yeah i don't know how it works in china probably not particularly concerned like i i I think we have an exaggerated view of of the chinese as being kind of cold-blooded when it comes to that stuff but i think and then you hear about the ipad factories with uh with the nets with people uh, jumping off and then like after the first batch of people started jumping then their next initiative was to make everyone sign a contract promising not to jump Right. Well, it's the same thing that you're talking about uh, uh, on the bridges here, with the anti-suicide stuff. Right. But I mean, right. as as opposed to going like, hey, maybe we should look into this mental health issue and why people are jumping. It's like add more balls, right? Like just put more nets. Mm. That's the answer to this: is more helmets and more nets, as opposed to like, hang on, there's a 
could it be could you give them a break you know right could it be that the factory uh environment is absolutely insane or our yeah, society sure is nuts or, yeah. i mean i agree with everything you're saying mm-hmm. what i take from it is who cares about a contract if you're about to kill yourself like why would right. you mind breaking that contract right well i, I think initially this the jumping was happening because some of the workers were banking on their life insurance policy like oh, paying yep. out to their families mm. and then once the companies caught on to that then they started reducing the amount of compensation really if if suicide happened mm. so then it became not lucrative anymore or not lucrative but not yep. worth it anymore yeah um and then uh but that whole thing is so super twisted yeah yeah there's like one company that runs 80 percent of that stuff in china you're kidding yeah they own it all um and they were credited with innovating the whole campus system because prior to that the way it worked is the chinese factories or whatever the sweatshops not sweatshops sorry like the factories that they would open on behalf of like foreign investors Mm -hmm. would like open on the outskirts of the city Mm -hmm. and then suddenly the city they were nearest to would get flooded with like a hundred thousand chinese migrant workers and they're not ready for that no but what would happen is like they would go work their impossible shifts and then it, at night they would flood back into the city yeah most of them super poor right yep. so the city would suddenly have a hundred thousand extra people that are essentially homeless yeah and in crime and this and that the other thing and that became inconvenient and so these guys, I forget their name. They have a really like generic sounding name. They innovated the campus system where they would literally built like uh, these tiny little cities next to the or and around the factory, make it into an actual campus, quote unquote. Right. Uh, full, uh, complete with like living habitats, but like they look like shoeboxes. Mm-hmm. And then you work, you do your shift, and then you go and sleep in your little hole that you have to pay for. The rent is deducted from your salary. Yep. And you eat on campus and you work on, and you like basically once a year, I think they let them go home for their, for the Chinese new year. And then you just see these like oceans of people like piling onto trains to get home to their little towns, wherever they're from. And then it all starts again. And you know, if they lose a hundred here, a hundred there, they don't even notice because there's like another thousand ready to take their place. Absolutely. To make fucking iPads. <laughs> yeah, it's twisted. It's dark. It is dark. It's dark. It's it's very Orwellian, I find. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's not uh, going looking for heads in the woods after someone jumped in front of the the train, which is mental. All right. So uh, positive stories. <laughs> Funny stories. Yeah? Yeah, we need we need something like I mean, I know it's Halloween, but we need to like <laughs> anything to lighten the mood here. So cats out of trees, something. That's not no. Much better than that. So there's this fifteen year old who was constipated and he was he's been he you know, he was constipated for four four or five days, the mother was telling me. And this was when I was at the call center. So um mother's like well he had the genius idea of taking a toilet brush and sticking it up his ass. What? To try to take out the shit. A toilet brush? Toilet brush. He tried to, like, clean himself like a bottle. 
Yep, <laughs> like a wine bottle. <laughs> like a wine he bottle. He just tried to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. And so, you know, I'm at the call center and I'm muting this shit and repeating. So you're telling me that he put a toilet brush up, up his ass and everybody just starts laughing <laughs> and I could barely hold on. And so she's explaining to me that he's now lying down in the bathtub and you know he's 14 15 years old and there are more than three people in that room in the bathroom like family i don't know who it is there are three people in there doing what at least at least three people and i hear somebody i hear somebody say put more oil put more oil and i'm like no don't put oil and i'm just laughing my ass off like they're trying to unclog him like unclog him because the toilet brush is still up his ass by the way i i don't know if that was clear or not yes that was clear (laughs) so the yeah so the toilet brush is still up his ass and so the mother's saying put more oil in the brush i don't know which end i never found out which end uh was in his ass and i'm like no you cannot because you know if it perforated i mean it's funny but if it perforated the the Uh the intestine i mean that's not good you don't want to take that out because then he's going to start bleeding everywhere so you don't want that you're like leave it in yeah leave it in and less oil um (laughs) no oil Stop no the oil. oil. Stop it with the oil. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what kind of oil it was, though. This is but like a this is like a a part vegetable. Like I'm thinking vegetable. Like it's an emergency vegetable. call slash child services call is what this is. <laughs> yeah, I mean. All right. So what do you do? So you don't do anything. I mean, I laugh. I put it on mute and laugh quite a bit. And then finally, the paramedics get there. And I found out a couple of years after that when I was actually on the road uh, as a paramedic myself, I actually worked with uh, with one of the guys that, that was on that call. And they had, uh, they had announced to the hospital that they were coming in at the children's uh, with a 14-year-old kid with a toilet brush up his ass. And they announced it on the radio so that all the ambulances could hear it. And there's no emergency here. And they get to the emergency at the Children's, and there's about 15 people just waiting and laughing their ass off. Oh, my God. At the kid. And I could just imagine that kid. I mean, I don't know. Traumatized for life. Yeah, but, I mean, he probably deserves it. Possibly. Did they ever determine what it was that was clogging him up? Oh, I don't know. That's not it was the other toilet brush. That was the other toilet brush. That was, that was the other there. toilet brush. And which part of the toilet brush, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... It's uh, gruesome, man. I mean, it was a funny call. But uh, at least it's funny. Yeah. I mean, Richard and I met working at a call center, right? Really? For, where, where there was yeah. customer service, there was sales. There was just a call center environment. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember some crazy calls coming in from time to time. I remember you telling me about a call. Is that possible? Possible. Somebody putting a phone somewhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> do you, did, did I, did, am I remembering this correctly? Yeah, you are remembering this correctly. Uh, it was a long time ago, but yeah, there was a, there was a call that came in. This is like one of the first like flip phones, like the small phones. Yep. And the V60 maybe. It was the V60? V60 or Motorola? It was like Motorola before the Razor. iPhone. Yeah. No, before the Razor. But yeah, because like that would have been fine. The more little compact <laughs> ones. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants a razor up Yeah, there. but I mean, it's not a big deal, really. Come on. <laughs> and there was somebody who called in because it was one of the first vibrating phones. Mm. And he had, 
him Jam's and his girlfriend had decided to like put it up her her vagina. Vagine. Her vagine. And uh, they were panicking because like it wouldn't stop ringing. Nobody was answering. <laughs> like, stop calling. Oh, yeah, they were <laughs> trying to get calling. the line cut off or something, <laughs> right? right? They were trying, trying to get, get the number blocked. Yeah. While they were waiting for an ambulance, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it kept it kept vibrating. Yeah, that's great. It's like, And she didn't know how to react. Like, am it, I feeling good? Am I not? Well, I don't good? think she was it's feeling It's probably good. funny no, for no. the first five minutes and then you're like... <laughs> This is no longer funny. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Is that Fucking a myth? No, 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 no. Because no. I've seen a couple of. Me- remember when TLC was the learning channel still? Yeah. Where you actually had medical, really, really yep. are all that. And there's got to be like a staggering amount of stupid uh, sexual mishaps. Oh, I have a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, so there's uh, this gay couple, two guys, and uh, they have a thermometer, you know, the old school thermometers, the mercury ones. Oh, lovely. And uh, decide to put that in the ureter. Uh, oh. Like the urethra. Into their penis? Yeah. And uh, Why not? Yep. And then it just broke. Oh. Oh, my oh. God. That's like some Vietnam torture technique. Yeah. Seriously. I think they literally used to do that in Nam. <laughs> really? Yeah, they put a glass pipe or whatever up your business and then smash it in there and then you or know threaten to smash it or threaten to smash really smash but yeah okay yeah so i don't know if you guys are aware of this but those thermometers have mercury in it right uh-huh. and mercury is not good for you i yeah. heard it's highly cancerous so they actually had to chop his dick off because <gasps> that's like a lethal dose right that just what was in the in i have the, no idea in the tip to chop his dick off yeah. to save his life mm. well i don't know if, i don't know See. To not get mercury poisoning, essentially, yeah, right? Yeah. Or was it just because the glass was embedded? No, in I mean, it's the not get mercury poisoning, and what will it do? Ev- like, What a barbaric fucking instrument Did they put it back on with. after? I don't know. Yeah, that, what are the limits of that? But there, there are, like, we BuzzFeed. <laughs> we do now, yeah. <laughs> there, there, there are entire BuzzFeed, like, uh, top ten lists of x-rays of shit that people yep. came into the emergency room with i've had the fisting story oh boy yeah that that happens quite a bit yeah but then like odd items right but i think there's even a condition a rat a, a rat? rat yep a rat yep uh-huh so rats uh, don't know how to go backwards apparently and oh yeah they're right that's they have to turn it's around the richard and... gear story yeah <laughs> what <laughs> it is remember that was like yeah. the richard gear thing mm-hmm. like like pre-internet like the richard gear had a hamster in his ass or yep. something what and like yeah. it, it was really really popular Ooh. i never heard the story yeah i mean it, i'm sure really? it's not true richard gear had a richard gear had a thing in his gear like a like a hamster <laughs> oh that's a good <laughs> one thing in his gear. I, I wasn't yeah. trying to be clever yeah. no uh well i i don't think there was actually a thing it was just one of those it was real, a myth real, yeah, yeah okay it was that a myth. Myth, yeah. so they can't turn around yeah they can't turn around and um i'm i'm not confirming whether or not Richard Gere was involved. I mean, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. But I definitely heard this call. This was not my call, by the way. And I heard this call because I was the the team leader uh, at the call center at this point. And uh, the person who took the call, it was weird. So, the, yeah, so um, rats and mice and hamsters, they can't go backwards. So what they do apparently is, or what, was being explained is that they take it the uh, the inside of the roll of the Scott towel, right, and put them like you know it's angled so that the rat or the rodent just slides. Oh, in. like oh look a slide. Yeah, 
uh-huh. pretty much. And um, it just digs its way in, and then it suffocates. And when it suffocates, it it has seizures, and that's where they get off. Oh, so this is really? they plan on this thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is completely planned. Like this is what what it's for. This is some sort of twisted. This is an actual ah. thing. Twisted. So the rat is supposed to die. The rat is supposed to die, except in this case, the rat was eating its way. Good. Yes. Good. This like karma. Yeah, it didn't want to go down. Karma, you know, Without a fight, and yeah. so there was the, the the reason why we got a call is because there was blood everywhere and it was hurting. Uh huh. I mean, well, at this point, like, I, no matter how much of a Hippocratic oath I may have taken, I don't know if you EMTs are required to do it, nope. but even if you are, kind of like your life is saving other people, mm-hmm. uh, I'd be like, let's go around the block one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this guy. Fuck him. Fuck him for what he's doing to, to small animals. And Save the rat. <laughs> yeah. What about if you're in Greenpeace? How do you feel about that? So many layers mm. of, of, of feelings and emotions. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. These are all true stories, by the way. Of course. The stranger they are, the, the truer they probably are, right? Yeah. And those are the best parts of our job. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So the driving, how mm. do you learn to maneuver that fucking box of a vehicle like i've always been fascinated by the combat driving of yeah ambulance like you you must have special training for that yeah 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 we have a whole um like we have a whole course uh on the driving it's about you know it's a very intense six hours really that's it yeah And And that's six hours of actual class. I mean, we don't all get to drive the ambulance at the same time. We have to wait each other. We have to wait for, like, the other one to be done. So, really, there's not much. You're just, like, zipping around cones for fucking ten minutes, and then you're, like... Yeah, at the airport. At the airport in uh, Mirabelle. um, That's what we did. But, you know, the first first three months, we weren't allowed to drive. Um, And then after, you're off to races. Jeez. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. And you just hope that you don't hit anything or anyone. Which probably happens, right? Yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, not people, but... Is that irony? An ambulance needing an ambulance? Is that irony? It happens a lot. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. It happens a lot. Ambulance picks someone up, is gunning it, gets into an accident. Absolutely. Second ambulance has to go get everybody. Everybody. And think about it, right? And and we're held responsible no matter what. If we're uh, driving with lights and sirens, no matter if it's our fault or not, it's on you. No matter what, it's on us really? all the time. On us, I mean, it's the it's still the company, mm-hmm. but in terms of insurance, it's always on us. Even if some drunk asshole like yep. zips in front Absolutely. of you. Absolutely. I mean, the drunk asshole will still get arrested. Sure, you broke the law, but yeah, but but uh, it's on us. Is like that you're, you're like you're always culpable? Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a price of doing business for, yeah. the, for the company. Yeah, because I always see a couple of assholes. Uh, uh, like when they, an ambulance zips by, they they get in the in the comet, like they they, yeah. they start driving behind the ambulance. Yep, that's crazy. That's so mental. Like that to me is basically why this race of ours doesn't deserve to live. <laughs> to me, right there, it's it's like a testimony. Like we are an awful race of creatures you dirty opportunistic how was taxi is, drivers are the worst oh they of course oh my god oh yeah we hate taxi drivers they'll follow you in your wake 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah, I've seen them do and it. And they're always they're idiots. Uh, I don't like taxi I think drivers. they're like institutionalized by the cabs. Like it becomes like a little prison. Mm-hmm. And and I think it does things to them mentally, just like the, the never ending shifts of sitting by yourself, your ass must be numb and you're just sitting there in your own filth and you've been just driving these ridiculous hours. You don't even know where you are anymore. You don't remember one customer from another. Next thing you know, you're stopping in the middle of the road, even though there's parking on the side of the road to pick up somebody. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, I'm not a big And it's fan. just never ending. Like, whenever I take a cab from far enough and I get out, I'm like, this motherfucker just, this guy has to, like, drive back across town now. He was minding his own business, going down this street at the bottom of the city. Random asshole, being me, jumped in. Made him cross the city, drop me off for fifteen dollars, and now he's gonna drive all the way back. Yep, like this is the most depressing thing ever. It is pretty de- depressing, uh, you know. And they work really, really. They work long hours. They don't get paid very well. Mm. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I guess I'm just trying to find like the motive, like explanation as to why their cabbies tend to be a little bit dickish when on the road. But it doesn't explain the assholes that just get into the wake of an ambulance like that is <laughs> this is a type of person that if they could get away with it would literally like step over you if you were like bleeding out on the street be like i gotta get to my thing i think so like don't bother me yeah kind of kind of deal mm-hmm. i mean they don't they don't to be honest um i don't really get stressed by the other drivers on the road i don't drive all that much faster uh, when I'm driving with lights and sirens, actually, I tend to drive slower with the ambulance than I do in my personal car. Makes Not sense. that I drive fast in my personal car, but you know, you're 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 driving with lights and sirens. You don't know how people will react, and it's a big ass truck and they don't actually break all that well and all that. You know, they're not as responsive as a car, so right. you got to be careful. For sure. Yep. I've always been puzzled by the lack of aerodynamics in ambulances. Well, you don't need to go that fast. I mean, studies show that if you're going to go with lights and sirens, the difference between lights and sirens and not for the same uh, the same path is less than two minutes. Okay. Mm. You know, so, so it's more of a just get people out. Do people get out of the way as in the general rule? Uh, yes and no. I mean, not as much as we'd like to. Um People tend to panic. So there's this one story where I'm driving and I just started my shift and I'm going up on the carry and I'm going up up the city and with lights and sirens and it's four o'clock in the afternoon and the girl is driving a red Mustang. I'm always going to remember this and I'm up her ass and she's just not moving and every, like there's nobody in front of her anymore and she just panics puts the car on park, and I kid you not, jumps out and starts running. What? Starts running <laughs> through the traffic. It's just like, fuck this. I don't know. It was hilarious. It's one of the funniest like things in, I've ever seen. Independence Day was happening in her head. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> looks like. Like right? a brain short circuit. Yeah. yeah, the aliens had landed. Yeah. She's like, fuck everything. <laughs> Run. I'm out. They're coming. <laughs> yeah, that must have been like a complete. It was awesome. I'm gonna. I'm like. I'm just inventing stories at this point. She borrowed her boyfriend's car. Maybe it was stolen. Oh, it's true. It could be. Maybe she mistook you for the police. You both have sirens. Could be. It's like ah, you got me. A red. A red. What is it? A Mustang. A red Mustang. That's not a chick car. 
That's no? not typically a women a convertible. Cuddle. No, okay, maybe there, but no, it doesn't sound like because they're not. I mean, typically, typically that sounds like a dude car. Yeah, that lives in Rapantini. So maybe mm. the dad, she had dad's car, but then why should it be? Anyway, that's bizarre. Run! <laughs> what an interesting. But you see it all the time, right? Uh, in arrests and stuff, people just do the silliest things. Yeah. Um, and get shot. Under stress, people just do yeah. the weirdest things. Yeah, a lot of people. It's fight or flight. Yeah. I mean, she was she she fled. And most people don't live a life that where they have that instinct triggered very often. Nope. Yeah. Nope. There's an old. Um, there's an old uh, urban myth about the the lights changing because of the ambulance siren. Like people would say, like you would get to like a certain point in the road and you could like flip your headlights and it would do the same thing and all of a sudden like everything would turn green. That's total bullshit, right? Well, it's not here. I mean, there's some cities that are that are made for that. Like New York, uh, there's certain streets uh, that are made for that. Uh, so you can, if, you so can flip it, the green for yeah. The fireman can actually do that. But uh, it's not just like the siren going that will trigger it. N- to, uh, no, I don't know the technology behind it. Um, and I don't know what... Like, is it the truck automatically? Uh, like, there's a sensor. I have no idea what the technology it's is. probably like GPS at this point. But this was... I'm going back yeah, but like this 20 was, years. Oh, yeah, yeah, point, yeah, exactly. You know? No, this was an actual thing. Like, yeah. even 20 years ago. So, 20 years ago, it wasn't GPS. Yeah. Now, what technology it was, I have no idea. But yeah, that's, that's a real thing. It is, yeah? Yep. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a whole other world to me, man. It's you know, like films like Fight Club. I think were the maybe the first ones to um, open my eyes to this idea of the of there being entire swaths of of people working in f- functions that maintain a city. Yeah, that are invisible. The subculture. Yeah, they're just invisible to yeah. us, like the waiters, the mm-hmm. the metro people, like yeah. the, the subway people. The, the subway people um the mole people the maintainers right of the sta- the people that you of course expect there to be some of them like policemen things like that because it's a city and these are city garbage men you garbage men um uh shout out to my hardcore recycling guy whose name i'm gonna at one point learn <laughs> i have the most hardcore recycling dude <laughs> ever he he single-handedly drives a truck, picks up all the recycling, what? loads in the back, jumps back on, moves <laughs> another four feet, jumps out. He does this by himself. He must be in great shape. He must be exhausted at the end of the day. But anyway, so but to be able to do that, you got to have the either he's crazy or he's super zen. Yeah, like he can go somewhere in his head. Yeah on autopilot and just do this because he's doing the entire block mm-hmm. blocks and blocks of this by himself and you don't he doesn't look like he's miserable he's just like that's my job by himself big ass truck loading up all the stuff jumping back in he like leaves the door half open it's it's mental but anyway my, my point is these are tribes in a sense yep right you were part of a tribe and I'm guessing the firemen are another tribe and yep. the police is another tribe. Mm-hmm. And we assume that they're all like, they all go into the same central and high five each other. They go to emergency station where they all know each other, but probably not. That's not how it goes. Well, we, we're not, we're not big fans. I mean, cops, cops and paramedics, we, we actually get along okay. uh, very well, but nobody likes the firemen. Nobody. No one. Huh. No one likes firemen because... They're typically, you know, that high school jock 
guy that high fives, that's that guy. Okay, the hockey guys. Yes. The yes. sports dudes. And the tribal tattoos. The guys that play softball on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So meatheads. Yes. But all the ladies love them, right? Yeah, they do. Like the population loves them, yeah. Because they don't look like me, right? I don't. There's, we don't have a paramedic ca- calendar. It'd be disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> With like heads yeah. and body parts. Going. That would be a great gag calendar. It'd be, like that's the never gonna happen. Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There's probably some good-looking paramedics, like guys and girls. Yeah, but but it hasn't been sexualized the way that firemen have. God no. Right. No. And policemen, depending on the era will either be like a hero was coming like 9-11 post 9-11 mm-hmm. the cops were getting laid left and right if you were even just like a like a like a rhode island motorcycle cop you were getting literally i heard this term you were getting nine 9-11 pussy that's what they called really? it yeah <laughs> it's part of the benefits just the 9-11 situation was yeah. so extreme yeah and they had such a like romantic uh, the media romanticized the yeah. emergency worker so much that if you had even the semblance of a law enforcement uh, or fireman kind of situation, you were going home with the prom queen like every night. And, and guys leverage that. Obviously. Yeah, I could, I, I could, I could believe that. I have no problems believing that. Okay, so you're saying typically, and of yeah. course, shout out to all the the good guys that are fighting fires and stuff. We I like know them. some, but typically, we're talking purely in a cultural tribal rivalry aspect the firemen are the dickheads of the emergency community yeah kind of i mean when we get on an accident or on any call where there's media whether it's stabbings or they won't get out of the way they're useless they're just like they're just there and in your way and they just want to be on tv and they They want to be on tv really yeah yeah interesting yeah, they want to be on TV. They want to take the credit for it. And I mean, props to them because they actually, they're, they're proactive in, in in showing their profession off. So when when we save a life, well, they're typically there as well, you know, um, because they're first responders now. Yeah, there's crossover, right? They got some uh, EMT training for... Well, it's not EMT training. I mean, it's 60-hour training. Okay. Um it's a 60-hour training where... Smoke where, inhalation, that type of stuff? No, I mean, uh, they, they go on all the emergencies now because they realize that their their work was less fighting fires and more... Um, re- like, the, the, whole pl- the whole point of them coming on the medical calls is to reduce uh, the time... Um, like the response. Like the response time, right? And... The point behind it is since we have a really, really high response rate, well, somebody needs to get there before us. So basically, they're there, and I won't say they babysit because that would be that that wouldn't be fair to them. Uh, it wouldn't be very nice. But you know, the, they'll administer oxygen, and um, you know, they'll basically be there until we get there. So they be, they've become the paramedics of the paramedics. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they keep them kind yeah. of stable or whatever. So, they get there. like, they can actually save a life. Like, they ha- they'll they'll have a defibrillator, and um, it, it's a very simple uh, defibrillator. And if somebody's in cardiac arrest, they could shock them. Uh, don't get me wrong; that will save a life. But that's not that's far from being every call. Uh, 
but when when a life is being saved and whether it's us or them uh, they're always on the news trying to let people know that they saved the life and paramedics we don't do that we're more on a we're more low-key okay unsung yep you don't stick your faces in the in the in the news cameras and no no no, no. For, okay no okay yeah so more more humble more sort of like just doing the job mm-hmm. and firemen kind of cash in their you know the outfit yep and the whole be- deal <laughs> right and okay. they work out and the what sorry and they work out a lot right because they're on downtime yeah i don't remember who told me that basically the cushiest job in the emergency services is airport firemen oh yeah because all airports are required to have yep. them but they basically do fuck all yeah fuck all yeah occasionally they get called out to do like a drill on one of those like plane husks that's set up for emergency you know drills mm-hmm. and then boop 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 back to the wreck house and it's like ninja turtles like yep. there's a half pipe they're just like chilling watching movies um and that's a little bit like i understand that to a certain degree because uh my uh, father-in-law was uh is a, is a he just retired big shout out to uh Regin. um he's a he's a he's a nautical engineer yeah and he he works in new brunswick and they bring in those uh, huge tankers mm-hmm. with these super tugboats like they maneuver in those monsters wow that's when cool they come in from the atlantic and there's some downtime right so they are like what are we watching tonight who's making the clam chowder mm-hmm. and like they're the bros they're just <laughs> who, chilling who's popping the popcorn exactly but uh yeah airport fireman apparently is the sweetest deal ever if you like doing nothing all day if you like doing nothing all day collecting a sweet pension and no black lung for you because mm-hmm. in fact regular firemen apparently respond to much fewer fires than people a lot less it's like fictionalized so 75 percent of their calls right now are medical calls so they actually don't they don't have that much downtime anymore because they're going on all the medical calls okay that's good at least they're putting them to work a little bit yep yeah okay so you know it's funny before this podcast ever came into our heads i i was uh starting to uh, think about an idea of finding people in professions such as emts and policemen or whatever and as a filmmaker, like interviewing them and getting the real skinny on the job, you know, so as if ever I had to write a part mm-hmm. that it would, I would not want to do the cliches because I'm sick of the cliches and I yeah. want to like actually confront what the real deal is. So what would you say are the biggest um, movie myths or cliches about paramedics? That all the calls are cardiac arrest and they're all serious. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it's far from being the case. I mean, most of our calls, like a good 90% of our calls, we'll get there with lights and sirens and we'll be back to towards the hospital. We'll bring back the patient to the hospital without lights and sirens, which means that there's no emergency. Okay. Um, yeah, most of the calls is, is really just engaging with the person and it's not about giving care and it's about... Just being there for the person Calming because them down. yeah, a lot of times it's it, you know at at night we get a lot of uh, psychiatric calls and a lot of people that are drunk and a lot of people that are fighting and it's putting a band aid on a, on a wound and just cleaning it up or uh, rinsing the guy's eyes who was just pepper sprayed okay and not transporting him because he needs to get arrested 
for whatever he did. Um, yeah, there's a lot of just. Oh, that's yes, that's weird. See, I never thought about that. Yeah, but that's totally a thing. So you have to treat people that necess- are not necessarily like worthy of your compassion because they might have been up to something bad. Like they attack three people in a bar, someone pepper sprayed them, and now they need medical attention. But really, you'd like to kick him when no one's looking. Yeah, I mean, um, some some are worse than others, I guess. Um, for me personally, I kind of put that aside or I try to do it as much as possible. I mean, there, there's some calls that are obviously harder to put aside than others. Yeah, for sure. You know, like kid-related calls. And those oh. those are harder to, to be fair to the patient. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, if a, if a parent uh, beat one of their kids... Um, any type of abuse basically yeah like abuse is hard to is hard to uh to ignore right and treat yeah right definitely like if they're sexual yep. abuse like okay oh, like, no that's without a like without a doubt like you can uh, give them a shot of what it's hard to be uh it's hard to not be affected by that do you ever do you get into fights do people ever try to fight the EMTs? yeah 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 that happens i'm I mean, not going anywhere yeah that type of stuff I mean, I've always worked nights, so that's my reality. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've had uh, a guy punch me in the face while you're trying to treat him. Yeah, actually, it was uh, it was pretty funny. It was a homeless guy, and he didn't have any legs. He had no legs. He had no legs, and he was uh, he was asleep on his um, on his wheelchair, and somebody called, and I'm, I, I just touched him once, and next thing. I knew I was on the ground. He had just like, he got startled. He didn't know what the hell was going on. Punched me right in the face. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess if you're homeless, you already kind of have to have your 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 security system, like combat reflexes. The ready. guard up. Yeah. And no legs. You're twice the target. So. Was he apologetic afterwards or? No. 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 He just shit. locked, he just like slugged you. Yeah. On account of like you startled him or? Yep. And he shat in his pants right after that. That was pretty funny. That's a nice two to combination. It was nice. Yeah, you were you were telling me this the other day, right? How like there's just, sometimes you just have to hose people down. Yeah. In the parking lot before you can even mm-hmm. take them into your mm-hmm. ambulance. Yeah. Because of how, you know, gritty, how edgy, edgy, what edgy condition they're in. Yeah, the equivalent of the welder that's going in the, the sewers, full of poop. Right. Yep. And like you can't even treat this guy until you can remove three or four layers of... I mean, typically, you're, you're, you're not really treating him. You're bringing him to the hospital because usually it's a homeless person. And you're bringing him to the hospital because he wants to go... Because, one, he's psychiatric. And, two, because he wants to go eat and he wants to go sleep and he wants to go where Makes it's sense. warm. Because the shelters are, are are closed and they're full and they're oh right, so they hurt themselves or whatever. No, not even. No? It's just that's just what they do. Sometimes, like some 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 patients, they they just poop in their pants like for days at a time and or piss themselves days at a time, and it just ends up burning everything, and their clothes is just stuck to them, and Jesus there's no Christ. reason behind it. It's just they're psychiatric and they need to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And like in ancient times, these people have just naturally died off mm-hmm. or whatever. You yep. know, the wolves would have gotten them. I mean, but in yeah. the city, you think they, they would have eaten them. 
Yeah, yeah. Hungry enough? Sure. Well, they would have gone to them before they got that hardcore. Mm. Right? Mm. But anyway, that's just like... There's like just so much compacted into this. You yep. know? I'm sorry if, if I'm acting all super fascinated by what are basically tales of human sorrow. No, no. But that's cool. I, I think the, it's natural to react to it in a kind of laughing, jokingly way because it's just so surreal. Yep. Yeah. You know it's happening, but... To, 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 to actually see it is like it's impossible for me to imagine uh-huh. so uh, that's crazy anyone who deals with the public ends up having a bit of a dark sense of humor I find so even yeah. though our call center experience was a bit different than yours like it, it was still anytime you deal with like the reality of humans absolutely like, you end up having to put up that humans defense mechanism great. sort of thing yeah yeah and I think that you know people who don't have that kind of experience don't really understand what it's like to deal with everybody you know when there's no when there's no filter most people deal with the people that they choose to deal with right yeah i think um humor is a is a great way to uh kind of show your your more sensitive side i I think um it's a therapy it is a therapy some, you know something Sanity. like yeah or or your sense of humor or to you know continue to have a positive outlook on life mm-hmm. right in the face of all this stuff like you can still laugh and there's something even though it might seem cruel from the outside or for somebody who doesn't have as dark of a sense of humor yep there's still something cool about being able to hold on to the ability to laugh even in the like darkest of situations yeah i mean we definitely get some um some weird stares and weird looks when we tell our stories and when we laugh about it and um it's almost like being a soldier right it's very much like being a soldier it's, uh, you're seeing all kinds of crazy shit that it just regular humans don't deal with ever yep hmm. yeah but i think uh, like what i've been learning in the past couple of years is that it just catches up to you and uh you're reaching your limit oh i've reached my limit i think okay I've reached my limit. Uh, yeah, I mean the the those are all like the funny calls are are, fu- are still funny. Don't get me wrong, um, but the hard calls that I never really put any thought into it initially, they end up they end up making little traumas here and there, and then they add up and they add up and they add up, and you think that you don't remember, but next thing you know, just this one call that reminds you of of the first call that you ever had where it was uh, you know a 15 year old kid that hung himself and you thought that you had completely forgotten about it and turns out you didn't and it just catches up to you oh shit yeah 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 so that's kind of where i'm at right now personally where you know things are 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 hard to deal with you have a family as well and you know yeah definitely that i'm sure adds another layer of of sort of you need that energy now you yeah. need that 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 energy that you could give to this job to to take care of your own. Yeah, well, that's actually why I'm not working right now. It's mm-hmm. because, um, uh, you know, and I'm I'm kind of happy to say it now, and I'm I'm happy to tell my story, and that I'm a PTSD patient, and I take medication, and yeah, like I was suicidal for for a little while, uh, a couple of years ago, and. As a result, you think of uh, like the cumula- accumulation of all the yeah yeah definitely that's that's definitely uh, a big a big reason why 
Um, but also, you know, I have one of my kids that has big heart problems, and it's you know we've we've uh, you went through it. You went through it on the other side. Yeah, right. And that was hard to deal with. Well, yeah. I mean, you spend all this all the how many years have you been? doing this job so 14 years now so 14 yeah. years of approaching this as a job and people's miseries being essentially anecdotes yep and then suddenly all of it catching up to you and now you're dealing with it as a patient mm -hmm. or as a parent of a patient yep that's got to be a mind trip man yeah it's um yeah it's it, it it's it's weird it's weird because so so my son has uh, who who's about five years old right now almost five and he uh, was born with a heart malformation where basically his the biggest blood vessel of his heart the aorta is uh compressing his trachea or his windpipe and so his windpipe is compressed at anywhere between 80 and 90 percent depending on the day and basically he had um, a couple years ago he had uh, six surgeries within the same year and all the surgeries the five first surgeries were to prepare for the the big open heart surgery and and what happened is uh they basically wanted to suture the aorta and pull it back i mean it's just it's simple if you think about it just move the wire away from the other sensor yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. right that's that that's being compressed right um and then tack it to the sternum and basically so the surgeon did the first two stitches and then the third stitch there was a little bleeding and then the fourth stitch everything just ripped open and within 10 seconds he was dead so he 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 was dead for uh, for many minutes like th almost 13 minutes and 13 minutes he was dead yep he was in cardiac arrest for 13 minutes and uh, typically an aortic rupture 99.9% uh, .9 of the time that's when they're in the operating room they don't survive and he survived for whatever reason it's it's not a miracle it's the doctors that did everything they ended up within 30 seconds they were 17 doctors in the room and all the nurses and and the respiratory uh technicians and everyone everyone like there were four operating rooms uh total and the three other operating rooms were emptied with the patients in it like thank god it was just minor surgeries and the um the respiratory te technicians were left alone with the patient so basically they were able to uh to find the bleeding and um and save his life and so we didn't know that this was going on obviously we were waiting in the icu because that's where he was supposed to come out of and the surgery was supposed to last about three hours and six hours later is like still no news and what the I fuck is my kid yeah man. we're we're you know and we're asking the doctors and like at the in the icu and you know they like you know they're they're kind of fumbling around and they're not telling us but at this point we're you know we're not thinking anything of it and then we see the surgeon come up the stairs and you see on his face he's like he tells us right away and he's like this didn't go as planned. He went into cardiac arrest. He would, tells us everything that's going on. And I still remember the the image of when he when he's describing the the two residents. He's like, okay, now he's he you know he's relatively stable. He's still bleeding a little. The 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 two residents, the two surgical residents, are downstairs. Uh, and they're holding the sutures. And and he's showing me how they're holding the sutures. And they're going like this. And 
and uh it's hardcore man yeah it's, it was very hardcore and at this point we we're waiting for the uh for another thoracic surgeon to be transferred from another hospital to come and and help out and to make sure that everything was fine and that sh like they wanted like to double and triple uh check their um what was going on so so uh so then he, he got out of the or and we spent the um the first night in the ICU was was very much an unknown. Uh, doctor told us, Doctor Puliganla. I mean, we owe him everything. Um, Shout out. Yep. Uh, he told us he's like, I don't know if he's gonna survive. We're gonna, you know, this is a waiting game. You know, but this is so crazy to me, man. And I feel like such a dipshit now talking about how I how this is a big deal for me because it isn't it's nothing compared to what you must have gone through with your wife and your family but you know like people don't know this but we met because our kids go to the same daycare yep right and so I had before we actually started chatting and talking I had a whole other vision of you mm -hmm. or not sure a whole other vision but like as much of a vision as you can get of someone who you see on that kind of weird yeah. daily but not particularly profound way yep. right you'll say like hey and like hey, is your kid doing that fucked up thing yeah me too all right well, yeah, what an you. asshole have a good weekend <laughs> yeah. and every single memory i have of your little boy and your family is just like huge smile little skippy little running around little energetic boy yeah. the picture of health the picture of joy the picture of like uh, happy-go-lucky you know so like mm -hmm. i had no idea you would never know by by when you see him yeah. that he's gone through anything. Like that's as much of a uh, a miracle mm -hmm. as a credit is yep. to like medicine, to the um, to the energy and the uh, the healing capacity of children, mm -hmm. and how they can just walk away from shit like that. Oh my god! Because I went through a few emergency medical emergencies as a kid. Yeah. Uh, but what a blessing man Holy yeah shit yeah yeah he was in a coma for two weeks had to learn how to and then after that had to learn how to how to uh walk and talk again and had to yeah. relearn all of that yeah yeah he had to relearn everything and then all of a sudden we got home and he was talking about death non-stop really yeah saying how much which is weird because like my wife and i were not my wife you know she's she believes in god and she i but we're not I, I, you're observant but not like yeah exactly super religious yeah. yeah like i'm spiritual don't get me wrong i'm spiritual after this <laughs> i would be yeah. uh i wasn't before but um we've never talked about religion doesn't take a big part of our life you know on a daily basis and the um yeah every time we would we would pass a church he's like this is where i died he said he would say that yeah he still does he still does. This is where yeah. I died? Yep. Which is not where he died. No. But And he talks about seeing Jesus, and we never talked to him about Jesus or anything. It's That's very interesting. weird. Yeah. That's weird. I, I came when I was about, uh, let's see, about three years old. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, drank, I drank poison um, and almost died. Uh, I think the story is that some crazy neighbor in our building didn't, was fed up with the kids playing in the hallway. This is in, uh, we were in Romania at the time. Right. And it was a big block and left out a, a bottle of Pepsi in the hallway, uh, spiked with like rat poison or something. I don't know if they ever pieced it together, but anyway, I drank it because Pepsi in communist Romania was 
the golden nectar of the gods, right? Absolutely. So I was like, a shiny bottle of Pepsi, glug, glug, glug. I took it down, almost died. I think I may have told the story on the air before, or maybe not. But uh, I drank it, and I all I remember is going into our apartment and asking my mom to make tea and uh, toast. And I was like, Mom, can I have some tea and, to, and just face plant? Wow. And my mother, like, not knowing what the fuck, like... I was running around in the hallway with the other kids a few minutes ago, and suddenly I'm face down. And the next thing I remember, and I maybe my reconstructed this differently in my mind because it was so long ago, but all I remember is coming to and uh, somebody carrying me in their arms and running towards the the a car in the parking lot. And it wasn't my mom because somebody was like physically strong. And I learned later that it was like one of the neighbors who like came to help, mm-hmm. and he was like yelling. Um, half like you know start the car and half like I'm gonna find the fucking guy that did this and the whole bit pass out again wake up again this time I'm like being wheeled into the hospital pass out again wake up again I'm sitting they're propping me up sitting on a like a a, a chair mm-hmm. or like on a, a stretcher yep and they're like feeding me like a tube like to to empty out my stomach yep they're pumping my stomach and I'm just like, I could, I, I still remember the taste of the rubber. Yeah. Of the hose, right? And then like passing out again. And then apparently after they cleaned me out, there was touch and go for a while. Really? Right? Because some of it had been in my system. Absolutely. And my mother, and this is where it ties in with your story. My mother says that the scariest part of this entire adventure uh, was while I was kind of like feverish and touch and go in the, in the bed. I started saying shit like, it's okay, mom. Like, the angels are coming to get me. (laughs) Everything's going to be fine. A three-year-old kid, right? Not a six-year-old that's full of shit and will say stuff just to upset you and and get behind your, like, get it to your brain. Like, a three-year-old going like, it's okay, mama. The the lightning light beams or whatever, the angels are coming. Don't go towards the light. That's exactly. My mom was like, she was like, you go towards the light and you don't fucking go anywhere. You come back here. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and trust those angels. Yeah, fuck the <laughs> fuck those guys. Fuck those angels. <laughs> so, so like, yeah, like that 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 that's somehow makes sense. Yeah. Does he have questions now, or he just talks about it? Sometimes he just talks about it nonchalantly, like he would talk about like you know that or say that he's hungry. Okay. It's like, it's just the park. supernatural for him. Huh. He's very, very emotional. You could tell that he's been through some shit, and um, like he doesn't fully understand, but he senses it. He th- I, listen I, as he's uh, you know it's been two years now, and uh, just over two years, and as um, as he gets older, it's kind of like he doesn't really understand that that what the severity of what happened. I mean, we're at the hospital very often mm-hmm. uh, because he has his heart problems and that's not, you know, that's going to be the rest of his life. Yeah. He's going to have to monitor that shit. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he gets sick quite often. And, but um, I don't, he doesn't understand how sick he was. Dude, man, what a, what a story. Yeah. And well, we thought the MT stuff was going to be the craziest, <laughs> right? No, man. But I think all of it combined, right? You can't eat, you know, as I'm a person, I'm not a, I'm not an EMT or I'm not just yeah, a father. You're like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, 
you know, you go through your all your experiences and there's no barrier in between both, right? So I think like for my wife, it was a completely different experience where she doesn't have that background of seeing all those things and living through all the all the calls and and for her with my son, it was like it was obviously extremely extremely hard and very difficult and but uh, it it def it's definitely not the same as as with me. Yeah, for sure. With me, it hit me like a ton of bricks. You were telling me that at the end of it, what you what you drew from it. Um was like it it gave you i mean the reason you're here right yeah it's because you're kind of you guys have been kind of on a kick of like just taking advantage of every moment now yep. and just making the best of everything very much so very um, much so. so so i think that's kind of like a silver lining maybe oh my god yes and like it's making you realize that you have to like you're you're ready to move on from the the the, the job and yep you want to do startups and you want to do social media and you want to do podcasts and whatever yeah yeah startups is um is uh just being an entrepreneur in general is is uh has become a, a passion of mine it's and nice so, and fresh and distant from every, all of yeah this. and i mean it's not negative i mean there's it, it has its up, ups and downs and you know we've we've started our own business and mm -hmm. and it failed and um but it's so addictive like you start again and you start again yeah and which is kind of what we're doing right now right we have we have one startup that we're working on and we're in an incubator now because realized that i knew nothing of what it takes to be an entrepreneur so i want to be you know i want to have the the i want to have the know-how yeah, to be able to yeah. set up well it's not necessarily the schooling i mean the the, the incubator. i don't mean like actually academic academic schooling but like you want to get the the, the, the crash course yeah figure out what's going yeah. on yeah from people that have done it and that have been successful and i mean i've made my mistakes but those mistakes cost a lot of money i mean right. we're going through bankruptcy and and you know that's not that's not you got to come back and talk about this stuff. like we got yeah, next yeah. time you come back yeah. we'll, we'll talk about the startup stuff we'll yeah. talk about the tech stuff because there's like a whole other dimension it is a you. whole other thing but i mean all of it it comes in, it comes around and and basically you you realize that you you know you have one life to live and don't don't spend it being unhappy yeah like do something positive about it well i mean uh, i say if chris if a guy like chris after all the shit he's seen can say that then like we have no excuse and this at the risk of being extremely cheesy mm -hmm. um um i want to say thank you yeah for your years of service like uh even though you may have chosen it as a job and you actually got a kick out of it like i'm incredibly thankful for for guys like you people like you yeah that thanks. that can do this job because I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, with all that, like, that's just a crazy job. So thank you. I yeah. know I thought it's crazy, like, to yeah, say that. Yeah, it's weird to say thank it's you. It's weird. And yeah. then, like, what are you supposed to say? But You're I really, welcome. I guess I'm trying to say is that I really appreciate it. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I got to meet someone who did this as a, for a living. And I could say that, like, holy shit. Some of us occasionally turn around and go, like, fuck, man, those people are cool. Like, they're, they're, they're doing this every night, all yeah. day, every day. Absolutely. For so, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks to come all the paramedics. Yeah, all the and paramedics. The cops and all the emergency services. Yeah, and even the dickhead firemen. Yeah. We love yeah, you yeah. guys. Yeah, we still sort of like you. Exactly, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> and the garbage men. And, the and, really cool garbage men. We too. like the garbage men? Yeah. Okay, cool. So more, we like the garbage men more than the firemen. 
And let's not even get started on Italian firemen because that's just a bobbity bobbity boo. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming down, yeah, man. Thanks for having Richard, me. Richard, yeah, any you. closing thoughts? No, no. Thank you very much for being on the show. It's yeah, great. Some thanks. good stories. So thanks you, for having me. To have you back. You got to drop a fire in a hole for us to be able to wrap this. Fire in the hole. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha